following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Wacky Wild Wednesday here from the SWBC Morning Delivery Hump Room day. in Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels. Welcome yes, to the show. We're going to talk a little Cowboys offense. Seattle defense and whatever else comes to mind or comes up on the show, we'll address that as well. Jesse, what you got around your neck today? What is that? Hmm? Got something you around your neck. Oh, it's, it's your dreads, okay. isn't it? It's your dreads. It's I couldn't see that far. My bad. It's my hair. My, I couldn't see that far. My eyes are getting, I'm getting them, I'm getting them old man eyes. I thought it was some kind of lanyard or something. Get some sleep at night, man. Get some sleep at night. Uh, oh, I need to. I need to. Nate, how you doing today? Good, man. Great, great, Shannon. Thank you. Yeah. Kurt, how you, how you hanging in there? Hanging in there, man. Doing all right. Ready to yeah. get rolling. All right, well, let's get to it, man. What do you want to talk about first, Kurt? You got a bunch of stats you gave me today on the offense, on the I Cowboys' did. offense. You want to you want to jump into those? Yeah, sure. I guess so. I mean, I think uh, it's going to be interesting, sort of, uh, you know, game within the game, Dak Prescott versus Russell Wilson, and I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, uh, I'm I was looking at some past stats and sort of surprised that over the you know since Dak joined the league in 2016 him and Wilson's stats are almost identical and yet Wilson is a MVP candidate every year and here we are wondering if Dak should be re-signed I mean I just wanted to kind of get your takes is do you see Russell Wilson being that much better a quarterback than Dak yes I see that yes yes uh he's and, and the people around him make sure that he's successful by being even killed in the way they do things and how their defense can complement their offense and how and I, and I tell people I say just a number that you can always remember if you can remember that you can score anywhere from seven to ten points a quarter you will always give yourself a chance at the end of the game to be in the game a lot of people saw what we did last week with the 30 40 points in the in the fourth quarter, but that was comeback points. Last year, you saw the Cowboys either got 40 points or they got 10 points. There's no consistency there. If that's what Russell Wilson gives you, if you watch the last two games, you watch 7, 7, 6, 10, 14. And in the third quarter, they take off as an offense and a defense. And so that's not only Russell Wilson, that's the people around him playing with, with, on a high level of consistency. And for me, it's it's Russell Wilson being able to do a lot more with a lot less. Remember, when Dak Prescott came into this league, he his offensive line was intact. Three pro bowlers, three all pros, a future Hall of Famer or two on that offensive line. He had a number four overall pick at running back. He had some good receivers, and they brought in a number one receiver. I mean, uh, I mean he's had a lot more when you hear Russell and as corny as it sounds, but when you hear Russell Wilson say, I'm Mr. 
unlimited. He is really Mr. Unlimited for this team. He, he, Russell Wilson has been, is doing, and will continue to do what we've been asking for Dak Prescott to do. We've been asking for Dak Prescott to be in full control of this offense, in full control of everything that happens offensively for this team. Russell Wilson has been that for his team for a very long time. He's been to Super Bowls. He's won the Super Bowls. I mean, so for, for, for Dak, he needs to be able to unlock his Mr. Unlimited because the potential is there, but the difference between he and Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson actually uses his potential to maximize his opportunities offensively and really carry that team, really drives that team to victories where Dak, he does it at times, but it's inconsistent. So we need Dak to be a little bit more Mr. Unlimited and go ahead and take over this offense like Russell Wilson does his. A couple of years ago, you did a stat, Kurt, where you came and said, man, Russell Wilson is like 75% of his offense. That was running and being able to throw the ball. And I say, that's it. Because what Jesse just said, he's working with less. But he understands his offense, and he's had two or three different offensive coordinators. So this kid... Uh, knowledge, uh, his well runs deep. So, uh, Dak, Dak, I think has that ability, like Jesse says. But until we see it, and he take take over a game, literally just take over a game, because you see here, uh, and we supposed to be talking about the defense. I'm not even going there, but just to answer your question, man, is you can't play, you can't even compare the two at this point. Is that something that Dak can learn and get better at, or is he, it just kind of is what it is? Uh, kind of right now, I think it is what it is with a new coaching staff. So you have to kind of fi- figure out what your, your your head coach and he's offensive mind too. So you're trying to figure out where they're going and how they're how they're going to receive what Dak is trying to do. But if he showed dominance, I'm quite sure Coach McCarthy give it all to him. Why do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that you know Dak stats every year his first you know three, four, five years in the league, his stats are always right up there with, you know, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and all your elite quarterbacks in their first few years of their career. But it seems like Dak is always being questioned. There's always excuses. They're, they're hollow yards. They're in, they're in trash time during the game. They're this, this, and this. What is y'all's take on that? Are, it, quarterbacks ahead, are judged like head coaches, wins and losses. You know, mm-hmm. we we are the ones here at DallasCowboys.com that glorify the stats. Uh, and and most teams that win gonna have above average stats, but a quarterback will always be judged on the wins that they receive, and more importantly, the postseason wins that they receive. And and that's how it's gonna be judged. Yeah, I mean, Russell's obviously had more postseason success, but again, over the last or since. Since 2016, when Dak came into the league, I mean, Russell Wilson has a 42-23-1 record, and Dak has a 41-25-0 record. I mean, they're nearly identical. So, yet, I guess because okay, of his and, previous and experience. What's their postseason records and how many appearances? Well, that's where you probably get the difference. Uh, playoffs. And, that's what, and that is the difference. Yeah, Russell's had 10 games in the playoffs. is 7-3, and three, and Dak has three games in the playoffs. He's 1-2. Do y'all think Dak is better than what he gets credit for? 
just because he hasn't won those, you know, postseason games or made that run in the postseason, or or does he get the amount of credit he gets is about what he's due? I think it's about what he's due. Um, I think sometimes people try to, you know, negate him as a player sometimes, but I think when you're talking about Dak Prescott, you talk about him in that world of top 10, 11-ish quarterbacks, and I think that's on par to what he is. Nate said it perfectly. Quarterbacks in this league are judged on wins and losses and postseason success. You know, you can have all the, you know, other stats that you want. It's can this quarterback win? And when you get into the postseason, can he come up big for your football team? That, that's why you see all these quarterbacks who, you know, are trying to get that elusive championship ring because they know the way I get into the Hall of Fame, yeah, the numbers look great. But one way to ensure me to get into that Hall of Fame is to get one of those rings. And so that's how you judge quarterbacks. You judge quarterbacks on how many Super Bowl championships they can win. The stats are great. They, you know, all those will come. But those who are able to secure those Super Bowl, Super Bowl rings, they, 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 they get talked about in a different, in a different realm. E- even if it's your Joe Flacco's and your Eli Manny's, they get a chance to be in those great conversations, even if they don't belong. But because they got that hardware, yeah. their names are even they, their names are constantly brought up in those conversations. It's those who don't have it that don't get a chance to be, you know, to, to be brought up in that conversation. And that's where to me for, for where it's going to be for Dak. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example. Where does Robert Ory in, in, in NBA history really rank? But we know him as Big Shot Bob because the many big shots he made in the postseason. And a lot of championships, uh, wouldn't he? You know, how do a Nate Newton get to be a part of y'all group when that is basically a group where elite players are guys like Jesse Skill position players? It's because I won Super Bowls. I wouldn't be here if we was a one in fifteen contender. It's all it's all about I'm serious. And you know, we can ask the questions and like I say, we do the numbers. You you, you can continue to do the numbers, but until you win in the postseason, you know, you're going to be like Dan Marino, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to spin the rock. <laughs> but we talk about Drew Brees more. That's Super true. Bowl. That's true. Kurt, I'm going to put you what on do the you spot. Think? Oh, do you, all right. Do you, do you think Dak Prescott will win a Super Bowl before he retires? Well, the fan in me says, yes, he definitely will. So, um I mean, Willie, I think he has Willie, the Willie talent. Will he win it in a cowboy uniform, Kurt? <laughs> That's the greater question. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, I think he has, he himself as a, as a leader and a, as a player, I think he has the talent. But, you know, it's he's got to be surrounded by, a, you know, he needs a better defense, that sort of thing. I mean, um, you know, you could say Russell Wilson, yes, he won a Super Bowl, but he had a an amazing defense that year. So Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir, Kurt. You know, yes, I think sir. that. I think that uh, I think Dak's got it in him for sure. You know, I just hope he can win a game this week. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it, 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 you know, you know. Me and Jesse both talked about it at different points in times. Where when do this team jail? When do this team uh, get consistent? You know, that seven to ten points a quarter. When do they? You know, right now Seattle's averaging. 
36 points a game, 37 points a game. That is what we projected the Dallas Cowboys to do. Uh, but you have to be consistent in what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. Uh, our offense, you know, we, we, you know, I'm quite sure when we start talking about our offense, you know, you, Kurt, you're going to be able to give us some great numbers, you know, but we're one and one. Yeah. No. And, as, and as Jesse kindly said, you know, on his Twitter page, you know, really the Cowboys supposed to be 0-2. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, what, I mean, this was a – you mentioned being consistent in scoring by quarters. The Cowboys have yet to score in the first quarter. I think they have zero points in the first quarter. And that was a problem some last year is getting out of the gate. How? What's the problem there? How do they, how do they change this? To as me, I think for, for this team yeah. and with this quarterback – it's tempo, man. I think when you watch Dak Prescott at his best, when you just look at over his career, when Dak Prescott is in tempo mode, when he doesn't, when there's not much time for things to be thinking and guys to be getting off, when he gets into that tempo mode and you just let him do him, he doesn't have time to worry about the next thing. Just let him do him. It's big for him. It's big for the team. I think that's something that they really have to start looking at is Dak Prescott in tempo mode. T-E-M-P-T-E-M-P-O. Let Dak get in tempo mode <laughs> and let him be him. When you give, and that's how you get those reins. Give him the reins. Give him the keys. Let him get in tempo mode early in the game so he can get a rhythm. He just flows better that way. And, and we start we start seeing that when this team gets down or is in the fourth quarter. And a lot of his comebacks because Dak Prescott is a better quarterback when he is in tempo mode, when he's able to call at the line of scrimmage, when things are moving a lot faster. I think his brain works better when he's in that mode because he's he, he's, he's calling the plays that he likes to call. You know, he's making the throws that he likes to make. It's just getting him and his teammates in that rhythm. They need to start out more with Dak Prescott getting into that high high octane, high tempo Tight mode, so he can be out there just flinging that thing and slinging that thing all over the field. I agree you know, with you. I, I said last week, why not run the the no huddle offense most of the game? Because, like you said, Jesse, it seems like when they are in that up tempo mode and they're he's he's walking up to the line and he's making the visual cues and just going with it. That's when that's when they get it going. So why not start the game like that instead of waiting till you're down seven, ten, fourteen points? And the thing is, you know, like Coach Turner used to tell us, North Turner, we 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 never was a high tempo team, but he would now he would he wanted us out of that huddle in about ten to twelve seconds. He wanted to, it's the rhythm, and I understand what you're saying, Jess. That is so sweet because if you can get in and out of the huddle in ten to twelve seconds, it gives your quarterback the opportunity to run it how he wants to run it. If he sees something, he can check. If not, quick count it and get out of there. And because uh, it ain't always about just getting back to the offensive line, it's about getting that rhythm for your team. And uh, wow, and wow. we're going to get in the rhythm. Nice to see with this show, and we're going to take our first break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little Seattle defense, a little more Cowboys offense, and Kurt can give us some more stats. The stats guy <laughs> is back 
on Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Back the SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, the stats guy, is back on the show. Cowboys single game tickets versus the Cleveland Browns. Get your tickets now when they return to AT&T Stadium Sunday, October the 4th. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours at DallasCowboys.com. And guess what? I'm going to dedicate a whole entire segment the day after the game on my experience at the game. And Chris is going to put all of you guys on mute, and I'm going to talk about it for 15 minutes when we come back to that game. All right. Awesome. Let's hey, give- as long as you bring your mom with you and let her go to the game, we'll listen to you. <laughs> okay. All right, deal. Fellas, let's get back into it. we got a lot to cover here in the next two segments. Seattle's defense – a little more Cowboys offense, Kurt. Got some other stat. You you were stat heavy in our in our pregame, yeah, our pre pre-show meeting that we have, which really is just an email of ideas that Kurt sends me for the show. But you put a lot of stats in there. <laughs> well, why don't you uh, Why don't you run through some of them? There's some good stuff in there. Well, the the main one I wanted to ask you guys about was you know the really the heart of the uh, Seattle defense is probably their linebackers and um, Bobby Wagner and uh, what's KJ, KJ, Wright. KJ Wright, you know, they're, they're sucked second in uh, rushing yards allowed 69 and a half a game. I mean, the, how do the Cowboys get their running game going? How do they negate those two 
impact players. Well, the thing about it is you, you forgot to add uh, Jamal Adams as that extra linebacker that's, that is very active. And then uh, Hugo Amande, number 28, is U-G-O. Uh, he's another guy that they can do either safety coming up uh, and pressing that issue. They're going to – they're going to – they don't mind you throwing on them. Uh, with Shaquille uh, Shaqu- – what is that the DB name? Shaquille Griffin. Griffin. Shaquille Griffin and, and, and young Quentin Dunbar. <laughs> they don't mind you throwing the ball on them. They're going to stop that run. They believe in it with all their heart. Ken Norton is going to try to stop that run, and they figure they, if they can get you one-dimensional, they can prepare for that. They can prepare for that. So if they can get you, uh, get Zeke out of the game, uh, not, not let Tony Pollard be uh, uh, a threat, they they can live with the passing. The Cowboys, you know, they faced Deion Jones last week, and he was kind of a handful. I mean, it's going to be even tougher. How do they, how do they block these guys? How do they keep the run game going then? Uh, just just execute. I mean, and I and I and I hate to sound simple, you know, but that is what it's all about, man on man. Uh, don't miss blocks. And what you cannot have, more importantly, in this game here, especially early, is no negative plays. No negative plays because they play field position better than any team. I, I saw them again. I'm looking at them against New England as we speak. They outfield position New England. That's kind of hard to do. That's very that's very hard to do. Before we move on to, to the uh, Seattle defense, Jesse, if you're the Cowboys offense – um, I think I think that I saw a stat today or heard, heard a stat that Seattle has given up the most plays in the NFL through two weeks of ten plus yards passing yards. How do you attack this this Seattle defense if you're Kellen Moore? What do you, what do you do? What does Jesse Holly do? I spread them out. I, I find out where are my one on one battles at. I spread them out. I use some motions and I make it very clear to Dak Prescott where we have one on one matchups at. Where can we win at? And, and that's why I deliver the ball. Because the thing about this, this team, you know that Jamal Adams is going to be close to the line of scrimmage. He's going to be up there. Yes, he wears a 30 number, but he should be wearing a 50 number. He's not really good in coverage. He is great in, he's great in the box. And they're going to blitz him, and they're going to have him up there to handle Zeke and all the other kind of nonsense. But I, I spread them out. I make them show their hand early. I make them have to declare what they're in. I make them have to show who's covering who. And now it's very definitive and it's very clear for Dak Prescott where the ball should be going. And it should be it should and that should help the ball come out a lot quicker because they're going to like last week. I can I can I'm willing to bet any amount of money. You saw it happen against Atlanta. Um they're going to they're going to blitz our right side, their left side. They're, they're, they're going to put our right tackle in some tough situations. And for Dak being a right-handed thrower, of course, that, that's the way that he gets a chance to see that pressure coming from. But they're going to stress that right tackle to no end. The, the, the Falcons were doing a great job when they had Tack McKinley early in that game, stressing our right side of our offensive line. The left side actually held up well. But they yes. are going to attack that right side of our, our offensive line with, with stunts, with blitzes, with guys coming off the edge, and they are going to make that side of our offensive line have to really be assignment alignment perfect because they're going to come that way. 
So for Dak, again, if it's me, I make sure that this thing is spread open. I want to know where the ball has to go, and I want to get it there right now. And they are big, excuse me, Kurt, they are big in third quarters. They hurt Atlanta with 14 or more points in the third quarter. Their defense was stout in the third quarter. Same with the Patriots. Their defense was stout in the third quarter. So that means that the little adjustments they're making in the first and second quarter, and when they get into the uh, locker room at halftime, they make a little quick two or three minutes adjustments on defense and give you a different look there. Talking about the the right tackle, Jesse, um, I guess Tyron Smith worked out on the side today at practice, but he he was – According to reports, he wasn't moving real well. Um, if, but if he did come back, would you consider moving Brandon Knight to right tackle and taking the yes. rookie out, or do you want the rookie in there to learn? Nah, if Tyron can come back and play, you know, he's grandfather in that left tackle spot. You leave him right there, and then you have him uh, go over. And then that, that way we can now help develop some sort of swing tackle where they can play either side, get some reps over there, see how he's holding up. Um, because we know that probably at some point in time again in the season that Tyron will probably go out again, and now you can have him go back. And we're only one week away, or, or, or I should say one game away from getting Lyle Collins back. So if you had to move him over to the right, you're getting Lyle Collins back after this week. So now you'll be able to say, okay, Lyle Collins, you can go back to playing that position, and now we have a guy on our offensive line that we can have playing either end of the offensive line. You, you talked about them, both of you talked about them attacking that area, and they, I'm sure they would. That would be the weak link. But this, this defensive line isn't near what they faced in the first two games, is it? I mean, it, no. You know. uh, uh, no, Reed is a, uh, is, is a, is a good in, inside guy. He made some plays here. Uh, he's a, he's a, as, it is, active in early in the season as his last two guys will face. But like you said earlier, their their linebackers are a beast, along with their safeties, man. Uh, they run well. They cover well. Uh, and like I said, they, most teams don't mind if you want to run run it 40, 50 times. Okay, if that's if they know it's coming, most teams don't panic. Uh, this team don't panic, man. They they like I say they they for early in the season, third quarter, offense and defense have been big for them. Uh, they tackle fairly well. Once you know, once you catch the ball or run the ball, and they get their hands on you, they're normally pretty good about bringing you to the ground. That, that's another big thing that the Cowboys have to uh, do this week: be able to run through a few tackles, be able to uh, defeat some guys and make some plays. Because when you get in the red zone against a team of this nature, you have to score. Uh, them threes don't work with them. Threes don't work with them. So. Uh, you have to score it because you know what the quarterback you're facing. He, he's, he's every bit of what you need in the ultimate quarterback. Jesse, and I, I think – go ahead. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead on, Jesse. No, I, I was going to say, you know, when you look at the addition of Jamal Adams to this defense for the Seattle Seahawks, they're, they're, he's going to be the line of scrimmage. They're, they're going to sell out to try to stop that run. And not only that, but also they know one of the reasons why they give up some of the biggest, you know, plus 10 plays in the league is because they can't cover that well on the back end. So they're going to they, – when you line up Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup, they, they can do one or two things. They can sit back and say, we're going to zone this thing up all game and keep everything in front of us, which that's not really what they do. They are, they are really a single high safety, 
playing cover three, they're going to say, you know what? We're just going to bring a lot of pressure. We we gonna we just gonna we gonna blitz we gonna blitz Jamal Adams from right from left from in the middle we gonna blitz him from deep we gonna blitz him from, from off yeah from yeah, they all did. over they're gonna try to get him going and as you already know Jamal Adams is gonna have this extra level of wanting to get after the Cowboys you know how he feels about the Cowboys he wanted <laughs> to come play for the Cowboys yeah. he's a Dallas kid so he's gonna be jacked up on whatever emotional high he's gonna be on. And wanted to make a statement saying, you guys should have came and got me or should have traded for me, a la Earl Thomas. Um, but they're, they're going to sell out because they know that they really can't cover on the back end. And the only way to give themselves a, a, a chance is to be able to bring pressure and, and get out the Dak Prescott. If you're, if you're Zeke and you're – sorry, Nate. If you're Zeke, no. if, you're da- if you're Dak, you, you know where if, – if you've got a stud – secondary guy like an Ed Reed a coverage guy you know where he's at every play you're watching him if you're Zeke and you know you've got a stud run coverage guy like Jamal Adams does Zeke know where he's at every play does that alter his game at all or does he just hit the holes and and follow the blocks like he normally does he has to know because a lot of time he has that guy yep Uh, he has that guy we we take care of down linemen and linebackers and normally they can cover us up. And then the, the, the Coach Pete is telling him, that's your guy. When we running the ball, please understand, you got to know where he at. Because if you don't, he may kill you. So that's your guy. You got to deal with him in the hole. Or once you get past, get through the hole, you're going to have to deal with him. That's your guy. So, and when yes, you he's going to have to know when, where he's at. And when you say that's your guy, when Zeke has the ball, that's your guy that you have to make miss or run through? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is this is this yes, a game that, where we? Uh, go ahead. Go, no, no, sir. You you just going to say something good? I well, can tell. No, I had another <laughs> question. I mean, is is this a yeah. game where we should see a lot of play action? We should see a lot of screens, that sort of thing, to keep those guys, you know, like Jamal Adams, a little off balance. The play action would be nice. Uh, the screens, I I don't know because they, like I say, they ain't getting no super great pass rush. You know, and then Bruce Irvin went down. I mean, that was the kind of the best fast rush he got, so he's out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, we, you, you, you know, Kurt, uh, Beard, it's going to come down to, it, when we get in the red zone, it's got to be seven, man. That, that's the bottom line. If we score mm-hmm. in the first and second quarters, we'll be in this game. If we, I mean seven. Excuse me, score is three. Seven. Seven, and then in the fourth, in the third quarter, match them whatever they do, and then it's gonna give yourself a chance to win. In the end, that's just what I believe. Yeah, Let's take like two thirds of the time. Seattle's giving up red zone points, so or red zone touchdowns. So you're right. You take advantage said, of that. Okay. Let's take our last break then. Y'all waiting on Jesse to talk and Jesse going silent on us, boy. How they wait, Jesse? I didn't know. I didn't know if he was going to a break or answer the question. Oh, I'm just, trying to, hey, I'm just that, trying to be obedient. That's two. That's two shows this week when Jesse doesn't say anything. Yes, he us all say a word. All kind of like, Sorry, like, what do we do? All right, let's take wow. our last break. When we come back, Ooh. Nate, you. You played with Seattle's defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr. You've always Mm -hmm. said that he was one of the smartest guys that you played with. 
Let's see. Uh, let's let's get your take on him and and how he coaches and if it if it matches up with his play style. When we come back for the last segment of Hanging with the Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. We are back. SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas. Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, Nate Newton, Shannon Gross. And you should go tour AT&T Stadium. They are open for tours. It's the home of the Dallas Cowboys. You can run on the field. You can go into the locker room, and you can do so much more. AT&T Stadium tours presented by SeatGeek are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. Jesse, were you were you on the squad when they were in the new stadium, or were you? Yep, I opened it. Stadium? Okay, so you were on the team. How, do, how does the locker room and the facilities as far as a player compare to other stadiums? Oh, it's the, it's the best. I, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been in the Patriots locker room. I've been in the Bengals locker room. And the Cowboys, it doesn't even – the practice, like the star is far better than, you know, because some of the home locker rooms are actually the home stadiums. So it mm-hmm. it doesn't compare at all. Like our home stadium lockers are far and beyond better than some people's home stadium lockers. Our practice lockers are far better than some people's home stadium lockers. So what the Cowboys have is it's stupid. The thing that always <laughs> the thing that always that always gets me is this is at We lost we're you, lose, brother. We lose Shannon. Yes, sir. Take over, my man. Take take over, Kurt. 
Well, he had, dropped, he had mentioned I, it. I, I dropped out. I'm back. Sorry. I don't know what oh, I, I was going to say. The thing that always Dang. gets me is at the star and at the stadium, they both smell so clean. Like, they don't smell like a locker room. Like, I don't know how they keep it smelling so clean because most locker rooms have that, you know, dirty sock tinge of a smell, but not at either <laughs> one of those. So, what were you going to say, you Kurt? Know how, you, know, you? you know why they smell? Why is that? You know why they smell so clean, Shannon? Why is that? Because because people go in there and clean them up. <laughs> and I'm not being funny. I'm not. I'm not being funny. Most teams' locker rooms are sacred, so they don't have uh, janitors or whatever uh, sanitation people go in there and clean this up because you have tours all the time. Mm-hmm. So you 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 have people going there actually clean this place up and keep it sanitized. That was one thing at Valley Ranch that, that surprised me. When I first saw that locker room, I thought, man, this is a three-time Super Bowl winner locker room. There's like a curtain part, you know, <laughs> part in the way. I mean, it was not what I was expecting at all. But but when we first started, we, that same locker room you talked about, when yeah. I first got to the Dallas Cowboys, that was state-of-the-art. Yeah, because we, we, he used to, they used to, when I first got there, they had it in segments. And the lockers, we had little offices. Each one, each guy had an office, and they had it uh, in, in segments. And then when Jimmy came, uh, Jimmy looked around like, "Are well, we how having do you, uh, a history of locker rooms?" Y- yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. You, re- first, you, first you refuse to talk. First, you were Shannon and his, his, his walking through us through the stadium on game day now. Uh, now you want to take us through memory lane on what the state of our, our locker room looks like. People don't care. They, they, yeah, they, they, they do care. They want to hear us talk about Seattle and Dallas. I Jerry, play, I pay, Jerry will be able to pay me and your salaries both <laughs> off just the tours. Okay. Very true. One tour. One tour. One tour. Yeah. But let me say this right quick. Like tour. When, and when Jimmy came through, and I get through quick, Jimmy came through, Jimmy like, nah, this ain't no, this, this is not an office, not like what y'all wanted to be. And he tore down everything and made it a one big square box. He said, I want you to look at the guy who you're competing against, and I want you to look at the guy you got to hold accountable, including yourself, before and after games. So he changed wow. it. Nate, talking about history, in that locker room, you played with Seattle's defensive coordinator, Ken Norton. How was he as a player, and, and does that what the way he was as a player, does it translate to the way that he coaches that defense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, what I've liked about Ken is over the years is he's been able to adjust his coaching abilities and his coaching style to the players uh, that, that he has to work with. That, that has been a nice thing. But when Ken was here with the Dallas Cowboys, you're talking about smart. I mean, he would give formations. He would give possible formations. And he would give one or two plays that could come off of each formation. He, he, he was a beast now. He was a beast. And he could run like a deer. When he was in the Coach Landry era, it, he was kind of restricted because Coach Landry had so many things in the flex that you had to do before you could turn loose. Jimmy, Jimmy – Read your keys and go to the ball, and so that that is what that's why he he loves the KJ Wrights and the and the Wagners and and good safeties like what we had when I was with the Cowboys because that that right there is a part of him. That's a part of the run game first. That if you stop that run game, then we can survive as a as a passing team. 
Speaking of the passing team. Me. Go ahead, Kurt. Well, I just I know you've you've said that they're going to try to make the Cowboys one-dimensional and and really sell out to stop the run, but Cowboys are a good passing team. That just seems like they're you're you're kind of showing your weak link in some ways. It wasn't Atlanta too. Yeah, and, the, the biggest you know, thing the Cowboys is, is that put up. You I, gotta I score. I can't give you both. I can't give yeah, you. Yeah, give you both. I can't and, give you both because <laughs> if if I give you both, then you kill me all set day. Up. I can't do anything. So my thing is, is that let's shut this run down, and now we'll be we'll adjust to the yes. passing game. If we can shut one down, we can adjust to the other. But if you're just wide open, butt naked, you can do what you want, how you want in the run game and the passing game. Well, well, well. Hell, as a defensive coordinator, my, my teammate, my team looking at me, I'm looking at them like. Well, I don't know what you want me to do. They're getting six yards a clip running, seven yards a clip running. They're getting eight yards, nine, ten yards a clip of passing. Now you just stand there like, well, what do we do? But if you shut one down, you put yourself in a situation where that team now has to be in third and eight, third and nine, longer down situations. You can adjust to that. You just you have to pick one. You, you, you got to pick one. And for them, the way that they're built and the way that they're designed, they're designed to shut down the run with 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 their with their with their roaming linebackers, right. KJ Wright, Bruce Irvin, and then now you add in Jamal Adams, and they're going to say, "Listen, we're we're going to we're going we're going to do what we can in the back end. We're going to create pressure up front, shut that run of the game down, make them one dimensional, and hopes that the percentage of them being able to complete all of those passes will will will, will drop, and they'll have to punt, and then we'll get our chance on offense to do what we have to do. But if you let a team just run all over you all day, we've seen what that looks like." That ain't that ain't that ain't a fun thing when, when when a team can run on you at will for five, six, seven, eight yards a clip. That that'll that'll have that'll that'll give you a long day at the office. So they're gonna try to shut one down and adjust to the other. And see, they've given up over what three hundred and eighty yards a game in passing. They've given yeah, they up. Yeah, they have the most, yeah, they've given but, up the most yards so far. Yeah, but rushing wise, they've given up sixty. Uh, yeah, 70, 72 yeah. at the most. And and now you're looking at a different deal. You would think that uh they control the time of possession. Uh they they can uh they, they always have a nice third and long percentage. Uh they don't mind playing the game. And like Jesse said, and I repeat it, they 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 praying you make a mistake because Dunbar got your boy late in the game with an interception. And that interception helped turn that game around, you know. So uh, when you look at Belichick and you look at these guys, they like yardage don't scare them. Yardage is just a fan thing. It's what you do into that. When, when you put that ball in that, in, in that end zone is what scares them. And if and you can the, do it running and passing, now you, have, now you have a problem. And at the end of the day, they feel very comfortable and very confident with going with, into a shootout. With just about anybody, maybe yes. not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but just about anybody else, Pete Carroll feels like if I can get to the fourth quarter, and I got a I got a seven to ten point either lead or I'm trailing, I believe in Russell. I believe in Russell Wilson so much, I'm okay with being in the shootout. I, I think that my guy is going to be better than your guy on a more consistent basis if it comes down to us having to be in the shootout. I like my guys' chances. Again, maybe not against someone like the Chiefs or something like that, but I just feel that they, they feel like if this is going to be a back-and-forth thing and we're going to score back-and-forth, cool, I'm fine with that. 
I feel like you gonna mess up before my guy messes up. And he, he, he think that Ken Norton can dial up one or two pressure plays. He think that Ken Norton can always dial up one or two pressure plays. And so far, they've been good, especially in the third quarter. If you're the Cowboys and you know they're going to try to shut down the run, how long do you stick with the run and and just hope that you can, you know, have the running game contribute? Or do you just abandon the run and, and say, hey, we're just going to turn this into a shootout and attack their, you know, their passing defense? Score first. Score first. And don't miss any opportunity to score. Hmm. Man, I'd be I'd play action it, pass it, get rid of it quick. I mean, they got you the passing I, game. To get I don't rid think of. you. I don't. I don't think you have to get rid of it quick because if what Jesse says, if they do that and spread it out and say get get Jamal off that ball further enough, because in this past game he came from ten yards deep and mm-hmm. that, and get, he got two quarterback hits and a sack late he in the game from, once again. He so, came from everywhere. Everywhere. He was everywhere. So, so what dude, you have dude, to do that dude is, can tackle too. Yeah. You what you have to do, and we talked about it yesterday, and you know, I, and I kind of went on a tangent and took Shannon deep down into the dungeon. You, you gotta be consistent this week. You can't wait. If you wait on Russell Wilson, he will slaughter you. You can't wait. You have to score early and often. Put your foot on their neck, man. All right, fellas, that is nice. Put your foot on their neck with some grace, with some nicety and some grace. We will talk about Russell Wilson and and the Seahawks offense tomorrow, some Cowboys defense talk. Get in, we'll get into something else that we Chris don't even know. Chris Carson, healthy. Know that we're going to get into. Carlos Hyde, running. Nate. Thanks for showing up, Jesse. Thanks for bringing DK it. DK Metcalf, call me. The stats, Chris B. DK Metcalf built like Jesse, man. Hard rock. We will be back tomorrow, <laughs> same time, nice. same place, with hanging with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-